welcome to the Situation Report for June 20th, 2023. It's Lieutenant Colonel Murray. I want to start today by talking about the troop movements that seem to be all over the place. I, I should remind everybody what time of year it is and remind everybody that there is, there's, everybody's looking for something as an indicator. And the truth of the matter is, it's going to be overt. And the thing to keep in mind is, from a globalist perspective, the globalist agenda, globalization is is dead. Deindustrialization is not dead. They're deindustrializing Europe as we speak. And I got some pictures this morning um, from somebody that's in Europe of camps there, the, the camps they're building. There was a video about a guy in a COVID camp where a drone brings him his food and it's animated. These look literally exactly like that. It's amazing. It's uncanny how they tell us before they're going to do stuff, what it's going to look like. But the troop movement thing, first of all, some of those some of those pictures and videos were out of Europe. Others, you have to remember it's it's guard season, meaning from May until September is a heavy concentration of guard units moving around the states doing annual training for two weeks. They could be moving tanks to depot. They could be moving strikers to embarkation ports to do training for embarkation. There's a variety of things you do for those two weeks. You build your training plan um, a year in advance, and then you exercise your training plan. For, (laughs) For armor, I will say, depending on when that video was shot, supposedly in Twin Falls, of the those were those were self-propelled M109 Paladin artillery pieces that were moving down the road. Typically, those are put on what's called a hat. It's a flatbed truck to carry that kind of armor, and it's you usually move them from depot to depot on a hat. You don't you don't move them um, on the road. It could have been any variety of reasons why they were moving around. And you got to remember, we're shipping equipment as fast as we can to Ukraine because it's getting blown up, which means they're stripping operational units to support the war in Ukraine. They've been doing that since the word go. It's just, it's been quiet, quietly done in the background from depot and storage. And now it's probably being pulled out of actual guard units. So it could be a variety of reasons why they're moving equipment around. It doesn't mean that they're staging in major cities. Trust me, if they were staging in major cities, you would have some indication of it. And it's it's very hard for this regime to keep secrets anyway, which is a good thing. But remember, there's no reason to panic because even if they are moving equipment and personnel to cities, they, they can't control the entire country. We're talking about a massive, massive landmass with vast expanses of cities. We had 250,000 troops in Iraq, 150,000 uniform and 140,000 or 120,000 uniform, 130 or 40,000 as contractors. And we couldn't hold the whole country. We could barely hold Mosul with the troops we had. And even then, we leveraged fear and air power to keep people in their homes. You think they're going to do anything different? They're going to do exactly the same thing. So, don't get wrapped up in troop movements that, and again, this is the problem with the the, the whole telegram, or sorry, the whole um, TikTok video program. 
you never know what the date timestamp of those videos are. They could be years or months old that are reformatted for, for TikTok. You would never know. So don't go off a 15-minute soundbite. I actually called folks in the guard in like six different states. And they're like, nope, business as usual. We're getting ready to do AT. I mean, that's, that's the game. So I don't see anything different that, that would lead me to believe that there's some mass movement of troops. Now, the other piece of this equation, too, is you're seeing a lot of people reacting. You, you got to take the fear out of all of this. There's, there's literally, I get inundated with people that are scared, that spend their day looking for a sign that the zombie apocalypse is on the way. And there's a, there's a, a it's a long podcast, but you, so Sean Ryan shows on YouTube and Sean Ryan, I, I'm on the fence about where he is, but he interviews this guy named Sean Webb. He's got a web, he's got a YouTube following called, um, it's either hacking your mind or mind hacks or whatever. Anyway, this guy, former Navy guy, and he talks about, uh, it's two and a half hour interview. It's long, but he's talking about meditation and how we live in fear. And it's worth watching because uh, Sean Webb has a unique view of the view of the world. And I think it's relevant and it's current for today. Because you got to cut the fear out of this. You got. We're all going to die sometime, and when your numbers up, your numbers up. Can't outrun it. You can't change it. That's just the way it is. And the cards. If you read Pawns in the Game by William Carr, you're going to realize that the the cards were stacked against humanity almost three centuries ago, and we we didn't really have a chance to intervene in this. And now that system is coming to an end and you're watching people still trying to play legitimately within a dead system. This system that we've operated under for the last 100, 200 years is, is going away. And the elite that are in charge, they don't have any solution or a vision of what should come in the future. They have no idea what it should, what, it, what they want it to look like. They planned for, for 400 years on this totalitarian government, they've they've architected a famine. They've architected shortages. They've architected all the things they needed to create the problems. But it should tell you something that they don't think it's going to be successful because every single rich oligarch is building a deep underground cave. I mean, Jeff Bezos hollowed out a fucking mountain in Texas and built a bunker in it with a launch pad next to it. What does that tell you? They don't think that their plans are going to be successful. So they're all building deep holes. And I can tell you, I don't want to live in a fucking cave. If I, if you go back to, um, I can't think of the movie off the top of my head, but uh, it's basically, I think it's HG Wells where he goes into the future and he's got a time machine and he goes three or 400 years in the future and it's after nuclear Holocaust and you have humanity that's, that's on the surface and you have a metamorphosized and a um, adapted um, humanity that's underground and the humanity underground eats the above ground. I mean, it's this, this, this dichotomy of those who went in the hole and ran out of resources had to adapt and those who stayed above ground and survived. And 
either way, if it gets that bad, you don't want to be here anyway. And make your peace with, with God, you know, make sure everybody around you knows how you feel about him. And, you know, about two months ago, a buddy of mine called me and said, I'm calling everybody. I'm making calls every single week to people I care about to let them know I care about them. And it's, it's a good habit to get into because I've talked about human connections, line of sight, sphere of influence. I'll keep talking about those things, but we're humans are tactile and visceral beings. We were, we were created to be, to have a visceral experience. And when you step away from all the technology and it's just human to human interaction, I, I guarantee you, you're going to walk away happier or more fulfilled than with any amount of shit, any amount of tech, and any amount of uh, basically a contrived experience. That's how we were architected. And if you get back to that, you'll you'll be surprised how creative, how happy, and how energized you are. Case in point, when my kids call me and they need something, I'll jump on a plane and go spend a weekend with them or sometimes a week at a time to help them out. And I'm smoked when I get back, but I'm more energized because I've spent a week having human connections with my kids that is far more important than anything else I do. And in, in every situation where I've done that, I've always walked away and thought, okay, I feel good. Like when my kid was in Scotland, I, the, the, I got the call, dad, I need your help. I can't find a place to live. I, I'm being, they put me up four hours away to where I have to do all this remote stuff. There's no place for me there. Can you come and help me? Cost me a lot of money. I jumped on a plane, spent a week, a, a, a whole week with my youngest. And I was smoked at the end of it. The time change, the long days. But when I left, my kid was in an apartment in, Scott, in, in, uh, in Glasgow, squared away and going to school and able to use the art studio that um, was set up. And through that process, I was smoked. But that human interaction, day-to-day, hanging out and spending time with my kid, was the most energizing thing that I had done in, in months. And then I came back, followed that up with a week with my oldest, and it was, I'm telling you, it's the best experience that you can do for yourself is to turn tech off and spend time with people you care about. It's the most energizing thing you will do, and it's probably the most rewarding thing you will do. And you don't need money. You don't need stuff. You don't need to go places. It doesn't have to be spectacular. You just do it. That's what's missing, and it's why people are so scared. They're inundated with technology. They hear all these themes and messages. They're, they're blasted all day long with garbage in the system, so they believe the garbage. That's where these things with the equipment movement and these these video these videos around troop movements get people all rallied up because there there's no timestamp. It's a 15 second soundbite, and nobody does any due diligence to figure out where the hell it is. And I think it was the the Washington pundit that said that these are these are bogus. These were done in Europe, and that's that's the the power of fear. The fear motive is all they got. And when you take the fear motive out of everything you're doing and you you don't walk in fear anymore, nothing they can do will touch you because you're not 
afraid of them. That's what they scare the most. That's what scares them the most is that they have an entire population on the planet that sees them and is not afraid of them because we outnumber them 7,000 to one. They're deathly afraid that we'll unite and not be scared. That's why I keep saying, don't be fucking scared. You have nothing to be scared of. And if we leave this place better off for our kids, great. If these guys tear the walls down and start a nuclear war, so be it. You can't spend your life worried about what if. You can't spend your life worried about what could be. What you spend your life doing is you prepare for the worst and then you live your life. And then you react, accept the situation you're in and do the best you can. But you don't give up. And you don't capitulate to fear. That's why I say no surrender now. Because our system is dead. It died on November 8th of 2022 when they blatantly, openly, and literally, transparently stole the election for a second time. And they know that Americans aren't going to protest because Americans think that's a waste of time. And to some extent it is. But then there's the question of, at what point do you protest? Well, you're going to know that too. But again, it's got to be dire and people have to be uncomfortable. People aren't uncomfortable. Until they are, hate to say it, you're going to keep seeing more of the same. But one thing I am hopeful for, given all the the different inputs and stimulus that have been thrown into the system in the last couple of days, is that their agenda in timeline is being tripped up rapidly. And they know the end is coming rapidly sooner than they had expected, because they would have been more than happy with a slow burn to get us to the next place where we accepted all these things and they could lay this on us. I don't think that they... I think they're being rushed because they know that not only is the disclosure coming, because I've seen more and more things that say, yeah, there's a disclosure coming because they're preemptively doing things that you wouldn't see them do. And they meaning the elite. And it tells me that there's, there's something that's sitting out there that they all know about that they can't control. And whatever that is, is accelerated their timeline to where they're getting very, very sloppy about the things they're doing. What that tells me is the game's already over and they know it. They're just trying to prolong it until they get their bunkers built, they get their alternative plans put in place, but it's not going to work for them. And it's not going to work for them because they've they've disrupted the balance of the planet and things will come back in in balance, right? So the pendulum swings both ways, right? It's always swinging. And where it stops is always in the middle. Never stops on one side or the other. Always stops in the middle. There's a reason for that. Because the universe likes balance. And it wants to be in balance. And it will force balance when it needs to. And we're in that place where it's forcing balance and bringing things back to the center. And if if you look back in history, no amount of tyranny has ever been able to get a foothold and stay for an extended period of time 
because it throws things out of balance. North Korea is the only exception to that. What, 70 years of, of communist dictatorship and China is at like 50, 60? They're crumbling as well because they've taken the system so far out of balance. And everything you're seeing right now is you're seeing all these legacy players that are in the system still trying to play the system the way the system was designed, not realizing that the system is already dead. That's why you're seeing all this flailing around. You're seeing all these weird movements. You're seeing all of these transparent lies. That's why the news cycle is so schizophrenic. It's because everything they've tried to do has literally blown up in their face because they've taken the, the, the entire system so far out of balance. That is exactly why we need to stop being scared. Because at the end of the day, nothing to be scared of. What's going to happen is going to happen regardless of what you want, what you think, or what you do. That's just the way it is. So why worry about it? Why get, why get your panties in a knot when you can't do anything about it anyway? Just live your life. That's all you can do. You're, if you've been listening to us for the last two years, you're prepared, at least as much as you can be. And if you're, if you're still preparing, you're working on things you need to, and skills you need to have. So why worry about it? Just keep staying your plan. You got to cut the fear out of all of this. And all of this will come very clear. It'll come into focus. And it'll be very clear when you when you cut out all of the fear. Because cutting the fear out cuts the noise out. And when you cut the noise out, you see things clearly. And then you stop paying attention to the things you know you can't control. Which is what notoriously we're literally indoctrinated to buy into the fear. The nightly news. Get Tune in at 5 o'clock. Six o'clock, get your daily dose of programming so you stay in fear. And if you watch the news, the news is designed to agitate you and then soothe you a little when you get the weather and then send you on your way agitated. And it works. If you watch anybody who watches the mainstream media, anybody who literally spends their time in any kind of mainstream or legacy media, they're angry and agitated all the time. They don't know why. They're just agitated and angry all the time. It's because it's it's programming. They call it programming for a reason. It's so they agitate you and keep you agitated so they can manipulate you. If you're not scared, you don't pay attention to it because you see through it. It's just fear, fear, fear all the time. That's why guys like Alex Jones and Mike Adams and Stu Peters do so well. Fear, fear, fear. Buy my shit. Fear, 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 buy my shit. And what drives me crazy about Mike Adams is it's everything's a fucking infomercial. Well, I'll call a satellite store and they'll hook you up with your satellite phone. Okay, great. But what, what do people need to do that can't afford a $1,000 a month fucking satellite phone? No answer for that, is there? That's the problem with the, with the entire alternative media is everybody's trying to grift. We need a source of truth that doesn't involve selling shit. It's a source of truth to say, here's the news. Here's, here's what's going on. 
here's what you need to pay attention to in plain fucking English. And guess what? If, if, if we had a major news source that did that, there wouldn't be any fear. People wouldn't be afraid. But that's what you're inundated with. And because you're inundated with it, you, you can't break away from that long enough to get your bearings. And what you really need to do is just get your bearings and stop being afraid and then move forward and live your life. So Daniel Estelin was, uh, did an interview with uh, Alex Jones. I think it was on the 19th that he did it. And he talks about the globalist plan. He echoes a lot of, of, a lot of what I've been talking about um, over the last year. But he says that, you know, their plan's not working out. They're ahead of their timeline. Stuff I've been saying, too. And he really understands the globalist agenda. So I'll post the link in the uh, in RSS so you can see it in, uh, in Spotify and uh, Apple. And I'll post it in uh, Rumble, too, so you can go watch the interview. It's, it's worthwhile. It's very worthwhile. Um, and then just on an admin note, um, I've reached out to Sean David Morton a few times. He's really busy. He just did an interview. He must be feeling better because I haven't heard from him. But he did an interview with uh, uh, Journey for Journey to Truth uh, on Rumble. And it's a two-part deal. It's worth it's worth um, listening to. I, his stuff's always interesting, um, and he talks about a variety of things as well as you know prophecy and things he sees ahead of us. And it's very interesting stuff. But one thing that he and I talked about that I that I firmly and really agree with is that there is at some point there's going to be disclosure of some of the tech that's been buried, and it's going to be it's going to be done. Um, accidentally, I don't think it's going to be on purpose because they, you know, every time they get in trouble, they they roll out the uh, Project Blue Beam and the UFO shit so, to distract people away from the fact that they've, you know, massively, um, they've massively uh, fucked up, and they need they need a massive distraction. And I, I will say that uh, the interesting the interesting part of the conversation um, is really that he talks about, you know, historical stuff and and tech and and Eisenhower and all that. And it, it's it's worth a listen for nothing else than just it gives you something different, a different view of the world that you may or may not buy into. And look, I don't buy into everything that Sean has to say. But this is the guy that broke the Area 51 story. This is the first guy that interviewed Bob Lazar after his after his and did his disclosures. This is the first guy to confirm that there was alien tech at Area 51 on film. So, and this is the guy that literally sparked the idea for the X Files. So he was on hard copy. He was on sightings. He created both those shows. He's not a slouch. He's 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 got some background. So, and the fact that the feds are still messing with him means that there's something to it. And I don't know what that is, but there's something to it. So anyway, worth a listen. And I'll, I'll post the link to, to that as well. The key thing is in all of this is 
not to get wrapped up in the day-to-day narrative. That's where they want you to stay. They want you to keep your line of sight as far as your hand. You stretch your hand out as far, that's that's all the farther they want you to see. They don't want you to look past that. They don't want you to do any due diligence. And they don't want you to um, ask any critical questions. And they don't want you to ask any critical questions because they want to keep you clueless, scared, and feeling alone. That's the intent of all of the COVID shit. They wanted you to be isolated, alone, and desperate so they could maneuver you into the COVID passports, the the whole um, social scoring system, and even ESG is falling apart right now. So all of their attempts to, to turn the country into a communist dictatorship is failing miserably. So as, and again, as control freaks lose control, they try and exert more control. We watched this happen when the Roman empire fell apart. The, the, the Roman Senate literally declared themselves the only Roman citizens and everybody else was a slave and that didn't work out for them. We're seeing the same type of behavior out of Washington, D.C., And it's because none of them have a vision of the future, which is why I said almost two months ago, start visualizing the system that you want to live under and the types of conditions you want to live under. Because if you visualize it, it'll happen. If you ask any athlete, they'll visualize a game before they play it. And most really successful athletes will, they will visualize every game before they play it. And it doesn't always work, but for the most part, it does. And there's something, there's something to mass meditation. And again, when you when you can cut out all the clutter and noise, and just I just when I meditate, I think of just silence. I, I want to quiet my brain. I want to step outside of my conscious thoughts, and I want to just have silence and just focus on silence. Because you know how it is when you when you try and meditate, you're thinking about I got to take the garbage out, you know. I've I've got 17 different things to do. I got to do this and that. You got to step away from that. And it takes takes a lot of practice, de- discipline to break away from that. But when you do, and you'll see on the uh, Sean Ryan show that um, Sean Webb talks about how he he does it, how he does meditation. It's very helpful. And um, Sean Ryan actually talks about his attempts at meditation and why he he fails out. It's, it's, I guess it's a long interview, but it's worthwhile. Um, and if you haven't figured it out yet, I try and put a bunch of different stimulus in front of everyone that's outside of the mainstream narratives and stories of the day. Try to get you to think outside of what's in front of you and think on a broader term and broader spectrum, because typically that takes you away from the tactical and gets you more strategic. And then you can start moving and planning and doing things. But more importantly, it takes you away from the day-to-day so you can listen to your intuition. Your intuition is spirit talking to you, telling you what you need to do. And most of us ignore it unless we're in a time of serious crisis. I listen to it all the time now. And I've been doing things that I normally wouldn't even think about. I'm doing right now. And I don't know why, but I'm just going with it. The last time I did this, was just before COVID, I did a bunch of things that didn't make sense. And then COVID happened and I was already ready and I didn't know why. 
So if you quiet your mind, you think about more strategic things and, and you open up your spectrum of view and the things that you're looking at with an open mind and you become a learner and you take in the things around you, you don't have to accept everything. You don't have to believe everything. You just have to expand the way you're looking at the world. Doesn't mean that you're going against God. Doesn't mean you're going against your belief system. It means you're looking at alternative ways of thinking more than anything else. And you're going to know the abject horseshit from stuff that could potentially and plausibly be real. Remember this potential and plausibility, right? Is it plausible? Yes. Is it possible? No, not necessarily. But in some cases, both those apply. The point is, you're stepping away from your normal day-to-day and breaking that pattern and disrupting that train of thought to get outside of what's in front of you. That's the end state you're trying to reach. That's why it's so important. And exposing yourself to a variety of things you normally wouldn't look at, trust me when I say this, it will open your eyes to things you never even thought. It's it's, and I'll give you a case in point. I, you know, I, Talking to a medium for me was was an eye-opening experience. It's something I never would have done before. It's something I never would have thought of before, but it opened my eyes. And same thing with numerology. I had no, I have no contact. I still don't understand it. Let's just be, let me be perfectly transparent. I don't understand it. I don't get the numbers. I don't get the, I don't get degrees here, degrees there, this, this orbit, that orbit, this move. I, I don't get it but I'm willing to listen to the behavioral and the patterns associated with it because there is something to that. The last time that the planet synchronization or, or, you know, orbits, whatever you want to call it was in this state that we're in now, which is Pluto is 27 degrees off of something else. Then that was when the American revolution happened almost at the same time in 1776. And here we are 200 and some years forward and we're we're almost we're we're going to pass through the exact same orbit again. And there's a bunch of things that go along with that which I don't understand. I mean, um Sean Morton tries to explain it. I've had I've had uh, Sharide trying to explain it. I I don't get it. But at least I'm willing to listen. And to, to hear what those patterns are and take it in. I may not do anything with it. I may not know what to do with it, but at least I'm taking it in. I don't have to believe everything because there's things I hear every day that I don't believe. Like my personal favorite is aliens are controlling the financial system. That just never gets old. Or Kim Galgan has the one computer that controls the financial system across the planet. So my only question to her is why is, why is it failing? But there's that. Anyway, the the big picture, though, is you need to step away from the fear and step away from the day-to-day narratives and then step into the step into the strategic view and change your way of thinking around what's coming forward. Because it doesn't matter what's coming. What matters is we make human connections, we bend together as a society, and then we throw off the tyranny and move forward. That's what matters. In whatever shape or concatenation it comes. But that's what we need to do as a society. And if we don't do that, then I think we're doomed. And I don't think that's the case because I think people are starting to wake up more and more.
and people are people are awake to what the elite are doing. Even on the left, people are awake. So I don't I don't believe that all is lost. I think that's just a it's a waypoint in route to resetting the system and getting the system to a place where there's parity. And that's balance is the key thing here. So don't spend your day in fear. There's no point. There's nothing to be scared of. You are where you are. You are where you are. You have what you have. You're doing what you're doing. Don't overthink it. Live your life. Enjoy the time you have because you don't have a lot of it. And trust me when I say this. You don't want to look back and say, I wish I would have done all these things. Especially when it comes to spending time with your family and friends. I never look back and say, I should have. I always full send and go forward. And that's that. That's the point. And I follow, I, I, I live my life from what I want. I don't live my life from what I should do or could do or what somebody else wants. I live my life from what I want. I live my life from what, what perspective on the planet I want to achieve, the things that I want to do to better humanity. Trust me, when you get to that place, you'll stop caring about the day-to-day stuff. And you'll you'll start saying things like, let's wait and see how that develops. Let's wait and see what that looks like. Let's wait and see what they do next. Let's see, let's see who follows Bill Gates to see what the tell is. You don't get wrapped up in the current stuff because there's no context to it. You get wrapped up in, let's see how things develop, and then let's make decisions. So I think a fitting way to end today is with a song called Praise the Lord and Pass the Ammunition by Kay Kaiser and his orchestra. This was done, I think, in 41 or 42. Um, haven't played it, but wanted to play it. But uh, I think it's a fitting way to end today. And I'll say this. Don't live your life in fear. Make human connections. Expand your sphere of influence and your line of sight. And I guarantee you the world will look different to you. God bless. One team, one fight.
Praise the Lord, pass the ammunition, and we'll all 